we tend to invest in a coach or mentor based on who we are right in that moment. Oh, and that, I feel like that's how you get over the investment part. It's like, no, you need to be investing for the person you want to become either a or at the end of this program or what it, else it is. And that's been life-changing a hundred percent, you know, cause it used to be, yeah, like I said, all about, uh, you know, oh gosh, how much does this cost? You know? And you know, you're like, Ooh, and you see that come out, but then you're like, wait, no, the person I'm going to be at the end of this, that's who I'm investing. Oh, it's so in. worth it. Yes. The word's worth it. And I've literally never invested in a coach that I regret the amount I spent. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. You're in California. Yes, I'm in California, but you're in Arizona. Yep, it's probably hotter here. <laughs> For us, we're babies. We don't do that. <laughs> yep. Welcome. We are here live with the Get Up Girl podcast. I'm your gal and your host, Joanna Vargas. And today I have a guest, first time to the Get Up Girl podcast. Her name is Tierney Sherell. And we met at the Powerhouse Women's event a couple weeks ago in Arizona. That's what we're just talking about, where she's used to the three-digit degree weather, and I am not, so we're melting over here right now. Terry, it is a pleasure. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm I'm excited because you and I sat next to each other, and then we started chatting up, and you said you were going to launch a podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, do you want to be on mine? Perfect. So I'm really excited because you and I today are going to be talking about mental wellness and talking Mm -hmm. about the importance of, you know, having a coach for many different aspects in our lives. And you are the creator of, and the founder of Live Bold Movement, and Mm -hmm. you're also a mental wellness coach. So first question to you, how did you get into mental wellness coaching? Wow. Okay. So (laughs) let's try and condense this so it doesn't take two hours to explain. So um, I've had a mental wellness journey, you know, going all the way back to, I would say, 18, 19 years old, really started experiencing what I later learned almost 20 years later was bipolar two disorder. And so those very extreme mood swings, um, dealing with extreme depression, and then I'd have, you know, hypomanic uh, phases where you're very high energy and everything. And, you know, but then it's followed by this horrible crash. And, um, yeah, I just, in going through that whole journey, I will skip over, you know, the twenties of, uh, you know, self-diagnosing, you know, self-medicating all the things because I didn't get help. And I finally got to a point after my third child, um, with, uh, postpartum depression and feeling suicidal that, that led me finally to, I guess, a breaking point to actually get help. And so I went in and 
got that diagnosis, you know, after I went through everything and um, it was like a light bulb went off, you know, this huge sense of relief that like everything I'd gone through in the past almost 20 years made sense, you know, and uh, fast forward, you know, getting through that diagnosis and treatment and figuring out like what worked for me to um, really channel that um, as I kind of call it like my superpower, you know, and using the energy and everything from that. Um, and that's when I really started stepping into my faith and I got a faith coach and through that process, I, you know, just connecting with everybody, um, you know, a mutual friend kind of suggested, Hey, maybe you're meant to be a coach, you know? And I kind of laughed and was like, no, that's not my thing, <laughs> you know? And all of a sudden I, um, came across this program. Uh, it was called the mentally strong or yeah, mentally strong program to uh, certify coaches. And I decided to check that out and I ended up doing their program and getting certified. And so, you know, now it's like, you know, come full circle. It's like the thing you struggle with the most. All of a sudden now I'm coaching other people through. <laughs> so power. Yeah, I do yeah. want to back up because you said bipolar two. What is the difference? Mm -hmm. Is there one, two? Is there three? There is, yes. And, uh, you know, learning all this stuff. So bipolar one is kind of that, classic stereotype that people um picture when they think bipolar where you know there's the manic phase um previously known as manic depression and um so it's um i hesitate to say more severe because but you know as going through it i kind of you know i feel like it is you know bipolar one is more severe because manic episodes are um much more like a lot of people don't even remember um, when they've gone through that and it can be days it, even without sleep and very, wow. um, you know, a lot of destructive behaviors, unfortunately. So with hypomania, it's high energy. You don't need as much sleep. Um, but you're still self-aware of what's going on. You know, you just, um, so, so, so yeah. you, there's one and two, there's no three. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Not that I know of, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, question for you. What was your first, I'm going to say like episode or something that happened? Was there something in your life where you're like, whoa, because you said you were about 18 that you could remember where you're like, this is a little different or I feel off or I'm angry, et cetera. Yeah, I was definitely, it was, it was the extreme mood cycles, you know, which, you know, at that age, a lot of times it just gets written off as, oh, they're just a hormonal teenager, you know, um, dealing with all that. So yeah, it was really just. Um, I think when I was in it, it wasn't clicking, you know, I kind of, like I said, would self-diagnose, um, back then is when they, um, came out with PMDD, the premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And so I was like, oh yeah, that's me, you know, give me that medication. And, you know, I never really actually went in and looked at what was happening. I just was, you know, the typical American thing, you know, give me a pill, make it better <laughs> you know, so, um, it was really looking back in hindsight when I finally started researching that diagnosis and being like, yep, that's what I was doing <laughs> that whole time. Anything specific that happened? Because as I, I wish I want to talk about it more often. I talk about it, but you know, when you have podcasts, you have got to talk about it again and again, in case somebody missed that episode yeah. for myself, I've been through it all. I was even into, in a mental hospital when I was 18 mm -hmm. years old, because my mom was just like out of ideas of what to do with me because I was just so 
I'm going to use the word manic, but as I look back at it, I wish it was just a lot of other things. Yeah. However, I remember the first pivotal moment was I was 16 years old and I had gained a lot of weight. So that was a big thing in my world where I made it like extra, extra, extra huge. And I didn't want to go to prom. So I threw this fit, like literally threw a manic fit during Mm -hmm. lunch at school and cursing, yelling. And I was a good student. You know, I'm like the good, I'm in the dance team. I'm the good student. I'm an ASB, et cetera. And I am throwing a major fit cursing. I don't give a F, I don't think this and that. So the vice principal, she -hmm. comes in and she has to calm me down and bring her into her office. So that was one of the big pivotal moments. And I was so embarrassed because as soon as I came down, then I started to cry and Mm -hmm. my dad had to come pick me up. That was the worst thing on the planet because I didn't want anybody to know. I don't want anybody to know what I'm going through. But I did want everybody to know because I was throwing a tantrum. I want you all to know, but I don't want you to know. It was a hiding and an unhiding, a hiding and an unhiding. That's where I felt going back and forth. And from there, it just kept escalating escalating everything was tenfold anything anything that happened it was like extra extra and then so my mom felt she didn't know what to do with me Mm -hmm. so took me into a a mental hospital but now how many years later very similar to yours where I just got coaches and I started to learn and it was a superpower it is a superpower so you said superpower for you how is a superpower for you because I really want people to get this yep and and just to comment on, you know, that as you were mentioning about feeling, it's one of the one of the quotes, and I'm not gonna try and remember who it was from, but in dealing with, you know, something like bipolar is it's both a blessing and a curse to feel things so deeply. And that's the reality is like we feel the joy and the happiness and all the good so deeply, but we also feel the depression and the anxiety and all and the anger um, super deeply too. So, um, so I feel like, um, number one, it's the self-awareness. Like as soon as you, you know, I think people tend to go like one of two ways. It's like, you can get a diagnosis like that. And all of a sudden that becomes your identity and you just, you know, go into, yeah. Or you can be like, okay, I have this, but that, that doesn't define me. And so, you know, just looking at, okay, all the different traits and everything's all the things that got, got us into trouble as kids. Right. Um, I know a lot of people who identify as ADHD as their superpower. It's like all the things that got us in trouble as kids, you know, being super loud and too much and, you know, all the high energy and all the things. And it's like, those are the things that are actually our superpowers that we can channel into doing good with. So I feel like being self-aware of like where the mood is, obviously I do a ton of things with nutrition and fitness and supplements and um, my CBD. That's a huge um, part of my life as, you know, to regulate as much as possible in my sleep. And, uh, um, but, you know, being aware of like, okay, you know, I'm starting to feel like this might be a little bit of a down cycle. So just having that self-awareness to really, you know, take the time, okay, I may need extra sleep, you know, on, you know, this week when I'm feeling down, but then when you also feel like you have that up cycle, instead of letting it lead to destructive things where, which it used to, (laughs) you know, using that energy to be like, yeah, I'm going to get on, you know, 
working on my business and doing all these things and doing all the things that require more energy and uh, more time when I don't need as much sleep or, you know, and just riding those waves and using them for good. I do the same exact thing. So right now I'm kind of in a down cycle, not um, mentally, but more physically. I feel very, yeah. very tired of the last couple of three days. And before I would have beat myself up. I would have extra caffeinated, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Right? And just judged the heck out of me through those yep. three days. Rather, yeah. than, you know what? This, these three days are a really slow three days. So I'm going to just do whatever's required. Like if I need to do that, et cetera. And then when I ride those waves, Tierney, oh, I ride those waves. And yep. I will do four times as much as what like somebody normally would do during a, a work day. Yeah. Right? And yes. now I'm able to use my superpowers. But before I used to judge myself through it and try to be so yes. even through it, like the wave had to be even all the time. Mm -hmm. And I like how you said down cycle. Are there some tools that you use? Because what mm -hmm. I do, number one for me is a shower or a bath. I've learned yep. that that's very important to me when I start to go, oh, all right. Mm -hmm. You know what? Let me take a bath. Let me yeah. take a moment. Let me take a shower. And then I have like a million other tools. But what are some of the things that you do when you're in a down cycle? Um, definitely making sure I get my workout in. Uh, that's, you know, no matter if I do not want to do it at all, just getting some sort of movement in that's going to get the heart rate up and, you know, release the endorphins, get, you know, everything. Because um, I think a lot of times it has to do with um, hormones as well. <laughs> we get to enjoy that as women. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then protecting my sleep for sure. I think um, it, that's just, you know, I will go to great lengths to make sure I get to bed and I get a solid eight. And then, you know, when it is that time, you know, I need like nine to 10. Yeah. And I'm a yeah. nine girl too, as well. Yeah. Yep. Seven so, to nine, but nine is the sweet spot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another one. I judged myself because I would compare, oh, they get five. Like I'm so jealous. And I'm this. I know. my superpower is that I could sleep like, mm, like juicy. Just, I love it. Yep. Yes. Yep. And, but I love how you use the word protect, protecting yeah. your sleep. I am the same way. When I started dating my boyfriend, we had many conversations of, okay, I, I want you to understand that. Yep. Sleep <laughs> is very important to me. So I need to go to bed. And he kind of got it. He's like, Yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah. I need to get to bed right now. It has nothing to do with you. You need to go home, whatever it was, yeah. and not take it personally. And yeah. really protecting that. If I'm out with the friends, if I'm out doing something, I'm like, Okay, I plan ahead. And mm -hmm. then knowing, all right, uh, how am I going to recuperate the sleep? How, like sometimes I'll go, okay, I could do six hours, but Joanna, you know, in three days, it's going to, you're going to have a down cycle. Girl, yes. you got to get your sleep. Yep. So how do you protect your sleep? Tierney, so anybody listening is like, you know what? Yep. Yeah. And it's challenging for me because I'm a mom, et cetera. What would you tell them? Yeah. Well, yeah, that is my top challenge for sure is uh, because, you know, I have three kids. They're 13, 11, and seven. They're in activities. It's like, ideally, I'd be like, yep, all right, 8 p.m., everybody's asleep. Mommy's in bed, showering in bed by nine. We're done. We're good. I get in. Life doesn't work that way, you know? So, yeah, I mean, we, you know, my husband and I definitely share the bedtime routine for sure. And, you know, it's just a juggling act of going through. And, um, and then I'm, I like to shower at night. I, that's like part of my bedtime routine, just kind of like 
wash off the day, you know, take a nice shower, do my whole skincare routine. Um, and then I do, um, I do the five minute journal and that's a new habit, which I really like. Um, cause that's yeah. a new, the powerhouse women event. I got yes. a yeah. journal in, uh, and it's so like, Oh, you know, you start a habit like that and you're like, why haven't I been doing this forever? It's such a great habit. And I love to write. So it's like, that's one of the best things you can do. And it's so quick, you know, it's like the little five minute one is a great one to start, you know, um, because it's less than five minutes. And so, yeah, it's like the shower, the journaling. Um, and then I like to read at night, um, but I do it on my Kindle because I want the lights off and I want it dark. Um right. And also protecting the sleep. We have like crazy blackout shades in our room. Like I don't want to even see a sliver of any kind of light. So um, that's huge for me. Um, and we use sleep machines, the white, the white noise machines. Got so, it. Right. Those were all uh, my, that's my, uh, that's my routine. So. I love that tyranny because a lot of people talk about the morning routine and, you know, I have both. I have middle routines. I got lunch routines. I got, you know, have afternoon routines. Like, let's get real. But yeah. would you say, Tierney, that your evening routine is even more protected than your morning? Yes, because as much as I hate, I know we're not supposed to say I'm not a morning person, but I, I'm a night person. You know, I'm a night owl. I could stay up um, if I didn't need, you know, and I wasn't so concerned about making sure I get that sleep. Like I can stay up till all hours in the morning and sleep as late as I want. If I, you know, if I had the option. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So, I do want to tap yeah. on that because many times I go through seasons and I know other people too. I'll go through seasons where I'm a morning person. I'm like, hey, it's all in the morning. And then I'll go through seasons where I'm like, it's an 11 a.m. season. <laughs> 11 a.m. is my time. And then I'll go through seasons where it's 7 p.m. I want to work. And yeah. seasons for me can be weeks, they could be months, they could be years. Yeah. And that was another thing I used to judge myself through it because I'm like, no, you were a morning person before. You should be a morning person every single day for the rest of your life. Like, no, I am the and. I'm this and I'm that. And I'm in a season mm -hmm. right now, just like Mother Earth is in seasons. I go through seasons. So that was the reason why I asked you that. And I wonder if yeah. things change with you as well, because we're so big on just talking about the morning routines. And I yeah. even teach a class on it. I go, let's talk about our evening routines. And people's eyes go, evening routines? Oh, like they that's not even in their forefront. It's all about the yeah. morning. And then what we do, we just crash by the end. And yeah. evening shower, I'm the same way. They yeah. just wanna, oh, this is my downtime. I love water. So I yeah. love the blackout <laughs> curtains for you. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. People laugh when they see and we in all our kids' rooms too. It is I like, like so, I mean, it's like taped to the wall to make sure nothing comes in. Uh, I'm laughing because I could sleep through light through anything. I'm just awesome. like out. Yeah. I even have like a little night light. I could it could be dark, light. People are like, how do you sleep with that? I'm like, I need my sleep. I can sleep through anything. That's awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs> Thanks for sharing those blackout curtains because somebody listening can go, oh yeah, you know what? There is a slither of light. I could tape it to the wall. Yeah. Oh, I'm not kidding. We, well, they actually make something that you can put on your, the side of your curtains, but we're like those crazy people who like for traveling, we bring, you know, like electrical tape to put over light, random lights that are in the hotel room and things. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm serious about my sleep. <laughs> it's amazing. I, yeah. Oh, we should just talk about sleep. Yeah. It's just. It, it's such a gift, right? Because that's where we 
re in what's the word like re-energize we just everything your brain that's when your brain repairs itself you know from and especially with somebody with you know mental health issues you know i um i don't know if you're familiar with dr daniel amen at all but he his whole thing is the end of mental illness and that there is no such thing as a mental illness it's a brain health issue and it's like it's the truth you know it's you know somebody was in a car accident or had a fall or had some sort of brain trauma or whatever it happens even well from abuse from it could be from anything there's things going on in your brain that just aren't firing correctly or you know are the levels are off and you know sleep is so crucial for those to repair Yes. Um, Sleep, exercise, movement. Yes. Yes, Tierney. (laughs) I want to go back to when you mentioned awareness and having Mm -hmm. the awareness around it and what you just talked about with this doctor also, you know, the end of mental illness. Because for me, from somebody that was in a mental hospital, having the contrast, Mm -hmm. it's so contrast, but everybody wanted to label me. And I remember... I'm going to bring you to that mental hospital. Mm -hmm. And I was 17, 18. Most of the people in there were in their forties or fifties. Right. And I'm Mm -hmm. like young girl, I don't even know, you know, my left or my right. I'm just goofy. And I'm yelling at the top of my lungs again, yelling, going, I'm not crazy. I remember that distinctly because they're trying to give me a lot of drugs. And I'm just like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. And I had to do whatever it took to let them know that I had the awareness tyranny. I couldn't articulate it then, but I had the awareness of, look, nothing's wrong with me. Just something is a little off, so to speak. And that's it. I'm just a little sad. I need some sleep, whatever. But they immediately, I could feel the judgment. The They wanted to put a like a stamp on me and go, mm-hmm. you're bad. You're wrong. Put you in a hospital and do this. And your life is over for the rest of your life. And you need to go to group therapy forever. It Now, look, this is not to impugn on anybody who's doing this, but I was aware of the judgment that was coming on it. It's like they were looking down at me like they were superior. That's what I was resisting. I was Mm -hmm. resisting the stamp of this is your sentence for the rest of your life, the sentence. So I want to tie this up with a big bow and about how you came out of it with coaches, because I did the same thing. I had a coach for every single thing. Yeah football team, right? They have the defensive coach, offensive coach. They have the masseuse. They have the this, they have the head coach, right? Yes. Who and what kind of coaches did you have and how did it help you have that contrast that I was talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like I said, I started with a faith coach, um, which is just basically a, you know, Christian life coach. Um, And so that kind of, you know, got me you know, leaning in more to what was going on. And, um, and to kind of mention on, you know, exactly what you were saying about the whole labels and all that, that's precisely why, you know, that stigma, that judgment, why it took me almost 20 years to Mm. actually go get help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, um, and then obviously I had a therapist, you know, so, and, and that's why I like, you know, this program that I did, that's the mental health coaching, because they kind of, um, call it like the in-between of like, you know, just hanging with your friends and having, you know, talking it out with them and therapy. So it's like, you're kind of a coach is like that in-between. Um, and then also, you know, obviously when you're in a relationship and there are mental health issues that causes a lot of strain in a marriage. And, um, so we, we have a couples relationship coach as well. Um, 
And we went uh, and not knocking therapy. I think everybody should have a therapist, but we tried the like actual couples therapists and that did not work for us. I'm sure we could find another one that, you know, might have just been that particular one, but we really like this coaching because we, it's a couple coaching a couple. So, you know, you get all the sides. Um, and then obviously we are both entrepreneurs. So now we have business coaches and mentors and things. So yeah, I'm a huge advocate for having a coach mentor, whatever you want to call it in all the areas of your life, you know, all the areas. Yes. Tyranny. Oh, I just had a conversation on the podcast a couple of weeks ago with one of the gals. She didn't go to powerhouse this year. However, Mm -hmm. she's in the same circle. We were talking about the level of investment, financially, time, et cetera, that many times yeah. we don't talk about it. We, like, hey, how much did you invest? Oh, cool, mm-hmm. interesting. And having these conversations, yeah. rather than we're, oh, it's kind of um, like a secret, almost like. Yeah. And if you're not able to invest that money, starting with podcasts, starting with books, I mean, a book is what, 15 bucks? Yeah. Or you can get one free. Books are free at the library. Right? I mean, there's so many different levels that you can take, but there is something about putting your money where your mouth is. When you get a coach, there is a little different, right? Tierney. Yeah. Yeah. And um, different level of investment of showing up of, of the person as well, because what I've noticed in jump in, if you, you know, have a different point of view, but Mm -hmm. more and more now with podcasts that are free and YouTube that is free, I'm seeing the self the self help, the self diagnosis, the podcast mm-hmm. is enough. And I'm like, cool, this is great. And what else? It's the and what else? What do you yeah. think about it? Yeah. And also, um, it's funny, you know, uh, that I was just listening to an episode of the Powerhouse Women podcast, and she was talking specifically about, you know, when we invest, and this is exactly how I used to be, we tend to invest in a coach or mentor based on who we are right in that moment. Oh, and that, I feel like that's how you get over the investment part. It's like, no, you need to be investing for the person you want to become either a now or at the end of this program or what it, else it is. And that's been life-changing a hundred percent, you know, cause it used to be, yeah, like I said, all about, uh, you know, oh gosh, how much does this cost? You know? And you know, you're like, Ooh, and you see that come out, but then you're like, wait, no, the person I'm going to be at the end of this, that's who I'm investing in. Oh, so worth it. The word's worth it. And I've literally never invested in a coach that I regret the amount I spent, whether it was hundreds, thousands. Yeah. So. Yes. Tyranny. Even if it on paper, quote unquote, didn't work out with that coach, it did work out because I received something from it. Oh, when I got that, because there was some resentment of like, oh, that coach wasn't worth it. Blah. And that was just me and my distraction. I'm like, wait, I really took something away from that. Yeah. And I'm onto somebody else now, but it did work. Yeah. Because I received something and it worked. But our level of what worked out means like I was supposed to be saved and everything's perfect. I'm like, no, I'm on this journey. It was a piece of the pie. It was yeah. a piece. And I'm like, okay, on to the next. Uh, I think of, what's that movie? Wizard of Oz and she's on oh. the road, right? I'm just right. keeping yeah. on the road. That was the scarecrow. Now I'm on to the next, you know? So yeah. it work out. And yeah. on, on to the next yellow brick road. Oh gosh, so great. You're going to be starting a podcast. That is GC too. Yeah. It's, it's called Live Bold Movement. Mm-hmm. When does it launch? Tell us about it. Ooh, okay. I don't have a date yet. I'm actually starting 
yet another coach, right? Or mentor. I'm starting a podcast launch program with another powerhouse woman uh, that I met through that community. And um, so I'm thinking it's probably a few months out still because we have to do a whole rebrand and everything. Um, But yeah, the whole premise, um, I said with bold is just kind of been my theme. And, um, you know, it's like the, you know, the main trait, I think that it's always been where I felt I had to tamp it down, you know, and not be too much for everybody or make everybody uncomfortable. And so now I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I don't care. You're not my people. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it's just all, all about, you know, shattering the mental health stigma, you know, and helping people step into who God made them to become and, you know, just getting over that hurdle. Cause it took me way too long and I don't want people to, uh, deal with that. So congratulations. I look forward to that. So we will put that in the show notes. Okay. If somebody's listening to this later, they could totally check out that podcast. They can follow you on Instagram at Tierney Shirell, Mm -hmm. right? And that's two R's, two L's. Yes. And the thing I was going to say before we put this, a little bow on this, a big juicy bow is what Lindsay Schwartz says. And you can follow her on Instagram. Lindsay Schwartz is when you pay, you pay attention. Yes. She says, yes. So I'm going back to, that's what I wanted to say. That was juicy. Yeah. But when we invest, when yeah. we pay, we pay attention. Yes. Yep. I'm not saying that we don't pay attention when it's free, but there's a little difference there. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you stand up straight. You like, you, you yes. show up. And you can be very subject uh, and hundred percent guilty of it in the past of the shiny object syndrome when it's okay. all free stuff. Ooh, this person's teaching that. Ooh, this person's Ooh. teaching that. And then you just like absorb, 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 and you don't actually put anything into action overconsumption. So. that i i am a uh yeah. what is it a recovering overconsumption gal i really yep recovering. amen yep. <laughs> tierney i wonder if that's like in our personalities of the manic because yeah. i was going to save me it was going to fix me and i'm like there's nothing to fix i'm awesome let's just let's just use this as a superpower and as soon as yeah. i change that rather than this is wrong fix me no this is my superpower how does it help me? Yes. Yeah. And then once it changed, I no longer like binge on all this stuff where I need it to help me. Yes. Anybody else listening out there too? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is in our same boat. Tierney, it was such a pleasure. Oh, so good to see you after the event. Yes, you too. See you again next year. And everybody, absolutely. follow Lindsay Schwartz, go to her powerhouse women so you can meet people just like Tierney so that you can have chats with them afterwards yeah and congratulations on everything say hello to your family love it and until next time thank you for listening to the get up pro podcast and we'll see you next time thank you so much for listening if you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on instagram at joanna vargas official I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.